The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready for operational excellence? Welcome to the Visual Workplace, Work That Makes Sense, where your host and visual workplace expert, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, shares powerful visual principles and practices to optimize your operations and make them safer, faster, better, and far less costly. The Visual Workplace. You can't get to excellence without it. Now, here's Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. Hi. Hi, this is Gwendolyn. Welcome. Welcome to the Visual Workplace. I'm your host on this, our weekly radio show about letting the workplace speak. I'm really glad you tuned in. In each of our shows, we look at some aspect of that, of how to embed the intelligence of our operational system into the living landscape of work through visual devices, through visual systems, through visual mini-systems, visual solutions. How to install the language of a current level of operational excellence, even if we are not quite as excellent as excellent as we would wish we would be or as we will become. When we make that level concrete and specific by way of visual devices, mini systems and systems, we can literally see what we think and how we think and we can predict how that thinking will function because we will see that thinking behave through the devices. We've captured it. We've captured it. We've embedded it. Visuality is in an embedded system of intelligence. The devices hold our smarts. And why do we bother? Because we get incredible bottom line benefits in terms of improved safety, better quality, more aligned delivery time, shrinking costs, less a struggle. We get a splendid cultural alignment, a spirited and engaged thinking workforce, a thinking workforce, and we enjoy ourselves along the way. Naturally, our customers are happier, and so are our suppliers. Mm-hmm. How about that? Trying to not inconvenience or upset our suppliers, so they're happy to be um, for us to be their customers. The enterprise becomes increasingly conscious, fluid, and I like to say self-aware, because that sounds like the workplace is a living thing. And for me, and for those who practice visuality, it is. There is, in technical terms, a built-in feedback loop, but there really is, on a more social level, a relationship, a partnership with the inanimate objects in our workplace. We create a partnership. We help each other. We give the floor a voice. We give the machine a voice. And the machine in the floor talks to us. This is wherever we are, open pit mine, automotive assembly, utilities, healthcare, offices, government agencies. If there's work to be done, there's bound to be information deficits that need to be addressed that can only be addressed through visuality. Okay, so welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm really glad you're here. I have just a couple of announcements to make. 
and they are exciting. We are going to be launching a new website in the next two or three weeks. There's going to be a membership portion. There are going to be special things for folks who sign up. We are also doing, thanks to Cindy Linden, our great administrative manager who has secret and powerful marketing talents that we never even knew about. We're going to have a glorious new newsletter. Our editor, Aurelia Navarro, is also working on it. And also, of course, Horatio Fairburn, who is our tech manager in, special, in charge of special projects. And everything's a project around, around our company. <laughs> Everything does have a beginning, middle, and end, even though the end is sometimes very, very far away. So you can come on to our website right now, and you can find podcasts of these shows Plus, a job. I'm sorry, a show description. You can download them also on iTunes. On our site, we have them grouped by category, so you can plainly see titles and show descriptions. And we think uh, that's a great help. Drop us a line if you want to for more information at radio at visualworkplace.com. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com. Look for our blasts for this show and for other things that are happening. Look for our new newsletter in about three weeks or a month and um, get connected. We welcome you. And, you know, I'm going to begin the show now because we have many things to cover. We are in our third show of our visual leadership, the executive function. We're going to be talking about structuring in leadership behaviors for more effective leadership through visual devices, through a set of devices. There's five devices or five visual structures, categories of function within that set for the executive. We'll be walking through them. But today we're doing something else. Today we're going to shift job descriptions. We're going to talk about the traditional job description for a leader or an executive and the one that we want you to consider at least... um, Let's see, at least understanding, if not embracing. And that is the executive as a leader of improvement. We spent many shows, 12 or 15 of them, last uh, winter, late winter, and the spring, focusing on visual leadership, the supervisory function. And we folded into that also managers. And we talked to you about how managing dealing with logistics and expediting and making sure things happened was the old job description. And then we shifted over to the explanation of the new job description of the leader of improvement for supervisors and managers. Today we're going to map out the same profile for the executive. Okay? So I want to say that when you and I say the word visual workplace, we are sometimes not referring to the same thing. You know, visuality isn't a question of simply installing a bunch of visual devices, either copied from another facility or designed in your facility. It isn't just that, visual devices to address some confusion or spot some abnormalities. That's not the visual workplace I have in mind and that I've been working to codify and fill out, flesh out for the last 32 years, soon to be 33. The visual workplace version that I'm talking about is not so limited in either scope or impact. The visuality that I refer to is an equal 
and powerful strategic partner to your lean conversion. Okay, and it brings a unique contribution, as powerful as lean and yet different, like the wings of a bird. One wing is lean, one wing is visual, both are needed in order for the company to reach its destination. You ask a bird which wing it favors, the left or the right, and you know what it will, its response will be? It will simply fly out, fl- fly off. It will fly off and it will show you both are needed. But make no mistake, in installing a, even a handful of visual solutions, this will have a positive impact on your operations. Wherever you are, anytime you share information by embedding it into a device, the chances increase that the right work will get done at the right time in the right way safely. The reason is simple. You do not have to search. It's there, embedded. If it's a quality spec, it's there. You don't have to double or triple check your work. You don't even have to locate a binder or a supervisor to get the information you need because the workplace speaks and you have given it a voice. So that comes closer to my definition. So let's shift now to visual leadership, what that means in the visual leadership venue or modality. We've all read about lean turnarounds and we know that lean is capable of changing the operational profile of nearly every work setting, every company and for the better. Lean emphasizes standard work, tack time pull, flow. Lean turnarounds are rapid and they are life-saving for many companies. The whole thing happens in about a year. They're stupendous. But we have to ask, with the turnarounds that are so rapid, is the transformation complete? Is that everything that needs to change? Has it changed within that year? Has the culture been transformed? Hmm? Because that's an important part of the transformation, isn't it? There are many, many available techniques for generating culture change, and Lean will get that started. Also, the formulation of teams and the Kaizen Blitz, suggestion systems, quality circles. But I have to say, in my view, none of these is as powerful as the visual workplace. Visual workplace is another improvement modality, another improvement approach. That's just another word for modality. But visuality has the capability of bringing about a complete sustainable transformation in work culture and aligned and spirited and engaged enterprise plus a 15 to 30 percent increase in productivity i am not kidding the process begins when we recognize and we respond to the need to know on the level of the individual what do i need to know What do I need to know that I don't know right now in order to do my work? But here's the thing. In a visual workplace, that I, that need to know, know, applies to every organizational level. Operators to plant managers. Every employee has a need to know. No one is exempt. The operative question is identical for each person in every enterprise function. What do I need to know that I don't know right now in order to do my work? 
The I is the governing pronoun, not the we. A fully functioning visual workplace transforms the work culture because it is built on a lot of eyes, a multiplicity of eyes. These eyes are the individuals of the workforce. Everyone gets the information they need when and as they need it because of the visual invent the visual devices they invented. Okay? These devices pull the information into place. So, in terms of visual leadership, what we're going to do today is we're going to look at the profile of the new visual leader of improvement who's using visuality, first of all, to get his or her need to know answered and embedded, and then, and then the need to share. What does he or she need to know that others need to know that I as a leader need to share in order for them to do their work or to be more aligned, to do it more completely, more safely, and more in support of the business case. So we're going into a break right now. When we come back, I will discuss, in a moment, I will discuss the profile, the seven elements that create the leader of improvement on the executive level. I'll see you in just a moment. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Today's business marketplace is becoming increasingly global thanks to technologies that didn't even exist a few short years ago. Your business might be a startup or you might be one of the global 500. Either way, you're probably looking at customers and competitors in faraway regions. Listen for Global Reach with host Tay Revez as she brings together experts, ideas, and listeners to help you anywhere in the world. Global Reach is broadcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, welcome back. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth, 
and I'm welcoming you back to the second segment of our show today at the Visual Workplace, where we talk about and investigate making the workplace speak. I was just before the break telling you about the seven elements, telling you that I was going to tell you about the seven elements of the leader of improvement, the visual leader of improvement on the executive level. But I wanted to tell you something first in case it happens while we're talking. I'm currently at one of my clients, MWV in Rhode Island. This is a, um, a cap-making plant. It's a really great plant. We're doing some great work together. And I, I had made a promise to you that I was going to do my show every time through Christmas, no matter what happened. Well, here I am, very, very far away from the studio. I had to set up a little baby studio, and I did it in one of the empty... I needed a small room. Closets were too small. So somebody said, well, why don't you just go into the ladies' room, the single ladies' room, and do it in there? And so that's where I am right now, and I've got a towel on my head, a towel on my lap, and a towel around the computer because I have to deaden the sound so it doesn't bounce off the tile walls. But you may hear announcements coming through. I apologize for that in advance. The announcements are coming over the loudspeaker and there's no way that I can mute that. It's just too loud because everybody is supposed to listen. So I just want to make that disclaimer because it happened a moment ago during the break and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I need to let you know where I am. I didn't really intend to. I wanted it to be a secret. So here I am. So so we, in the springtime, we walk through the seven elements for supervisors and managers of what the profile was for becoming a leader of improvement. And in the center was improvement. It was to improve, that part of their new job description was to improve. I'm going to work through, walk through the seven elements now for executives, but I want you to remember that this kind of change cannot happen unless the executive finds a margin to change within. I spoke about this in the last show and many, many of my shows on leadership, most especially. People who are in a leadership position are harried, things are hectic, all kinds of informational changes are coming at them every day, constantly. And while that's happening, their cell phone is ringing, they're receiving text messages. They are really, really under pressure. Everything is changing every day, all the time. How is a person going to find the margin, the space to become a different person, to lead a different way, to acquire more effectiveness under that many constraints. Well, the magic is that visuality, even getting started a little bit, even on the executive level, will create a little bit of space, a little bit of margin. And there is power in that margin. The slightest bit of margin will provide internal space that can and does liberate the human potential and trigger a spirited engagement. You have to learn this for yourself, that visuality not only helps the performance and the outputs, the KPIs of the company, but helps you as a person grow. So what the description that I'm going to be walk, uh, walking you through in a moment is a, is a description of a person who is growing, who is becoming closer to the kind of people that he or she admire of their own liars. They are becoming a hero 
which is what we all, we all want. But a hero can't happen by accident. We have to have room inside to take on those characteristics. Yes, in times of great emergency, heroes spring up spontaneously. But that's a rare event. What I'm interested in is how can everyone have the opportunity to make a shift in who they are on the inside to become an even better person, a more effective person, a more complete person, and a happier person. In this case, we're talking about executives. The principles and practices of visuality are designed to help leaders lead more effectively, make decisions more effectively and firmly and sustainably, enable the leader to say yes to the few and wait to the many and know why, shift their identities from logistical warriors to officers of the corporate intent, from warriors to warriors, self-leadership on the highest level. And a self-leader is automatically a servant leader in the highest definition of self. In much the same way as we see this happening on the value-add level, self-leadership because of visuality for operators and hourly employees, value-add associates. Okay? Because when we have that little margin, we can relax, feel safe, be at ease, and grow. Even a little, we begin to shift. You know, and visuality provides the structure that creates that margin. Pretty much this is hidden in plain sight. Visuality is a gigantic adherence mechanism that ensures exact performance, that embeds exact behavior. But it is also the mechanism hidden in plain sight that enables us to grow as people. And we express our lives And we express our love of our lives and our love of our company. We're motivated from the inside. And it comes out in a very beautiful way, very effective way, and a very commercially acceptable way on the outside. So let's talk more exactly about that change in behavior. And let's do a little contrasting between what a traditional manager does, I should say a traditional executive does, and what an executive who is a visual leader does instead. The anchor point, the first description, will be the old job description, the traditional executive. I like to say that the center of that is a kind of demand and control mentality, demand and control Mindset. It's a little bit different than command and control. It's even stronger. It's demand and control to insist on and to get actions and responses, performance because of your position, because of your authority, to require it. This is the traditional way, if you will. This is the old-fashioned way. And, you know, it works in some circumstances, But there's very little room for the people around you to grow if you're a demand and control leader. And if you're a demand and control leader, there is also very little room for you to grow because it's such a black and white role. You demand results. You demand performance. And that immediately puts you at odds with the people around you. 
I'm going to walk through its opposite. Its opposite has not one element that defines the executive, but it has seven. And in the center, instead of there being a solitary element sitting in the center of a blue field that says demand and control, there's an element that says lead. Lead. Lead is the anchor element of the seven that defines a leader of improvement on the executive way. I'm sorry, on the, ex- on the executive level. To lead. To lead means, and I'm going to now give you the subset of the definition, or I should say a sub- the, the definition of the element. Define the vision, share the vision, resource the vision, and go first. Define the vision, share the vision, resource the vision, and go first. I think of a quote by Ross Perot, whom I admired, if only for this quote, which is a great one. I did admire him, but this quote was fantastic. He said, people cannot be managed. Inventories can be managed. People must be led. People cannot be managed. Inventories can be managed. People must be led. So the very center of these seven, if you want to think of it as the center of a circle or um, around which are six other elements, that's fine, is to lead. And I also think of Charles Turner, who was the head of Texas Power and Light, the first company in the United States that won the Deming Prize way back when. And he said this. He said the biggest obstacle, and this is like 1987-88, the biggest obstacle to improving productivity is management's inability to recognize that it must lead the company out of its productivity problems, not just manage it out. That it must lead the company out of its problems, not just manage it out. There is a great deal of difference Mr. Turner continued to say, leading means setting the vision, inspiring others by example, and following up to make sure that the vision is met, that the vision is accomplished. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thinking. And so very long ago, at the beginning of the big change in the United States. So lead is the anchor element of the seven behavioral elements that describe and define the new executive. Okay. The other elements, and I'm just going to name them and then I'm going to define them. If you can think of this as being 12 o'clock, and then we're going to go around the clock. Decide, align, drive. Hmm. Hang on for a second. Decide, align, drive. Inspire, verify, grow. And I beg your pardon, I'm going to correct that. Decide, align, inspire. Inspire, drive, verify, grow. Let me just walk you through each of these and give it a little bit of strength. I'm also going to name some of the visual elements or solutions or devices that help to anchor each element. So you can see how visuality makes those elements real, structures them in, if you will. So let's move over to the second element, and the second element is decide. What does decide mean? Decide means to search out, formulate, and resource the right vision, 
and direction for improving the company. The executive has to do that. The GM has to do that. The plant manager has to do that. Search out, formulate, and resource the right vision and direction for improving your company. Hmm? So think about that element. That is the second element of this profile for becoming a visual leader of improvement on the executive level. And we'll slide into a break and we will pick this up when you come back. See you in a minute. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790 or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi there. Welcome back. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth. You're coming to the third segment, the third segment of our show today at the Visual Workplace, and we're talking about the visual leader of improvement on the executive level. We're talking about helping executives, plant managers, GMs, VPs, helping them become more effective through visuality, through giving them structures that hold their thinking, hold the answers to their need to know, and provide them structure for sharing their need to share. Just before the break, we named the first two elements, lead, and then decide. And by the way, the the word decide is such an interesting word. I think some of you know that way, way, way back when I used to be a Latin teacher. And so uh, I learned about what the English words mean based on their Latin roots. And decide means to cut in two. Decide is a kind of cutting word. We get the word suicide and homicide from it. Decide means to cut in two. When we decide, which is hard, we are saying this and not that. Of the two, it is this one and not the other one. That takes guts and it takes an executive 
for many, many of the decisions that have to be made for a company. It takes a lot of careful thinking and the authority of that position to make the final decision, the yes, the no. Okay? So we have lead and decide. And now the next element, the third element, is align. And this is how I define it. Connect and balance different elements of the enterprise so you can move forward together. Align. Connect and balance different elements of the enterprise so you can move forward together. You can think of an enterprise, if you will, as a bunch of arrows. Just imagine a bunch of arrows. And imagine those arrows are all facing in different directions. Some are facing down, some are facing up, some are facing left, some are facing right, some are facing down right, down left, up left, up right. They're facing all different ways. These arrows represent individuals. And each of these individuals, even though they're facing opposite ways or funny, uh, uh, funny positions, they all think that they're doing the right thing. They all think they're making the right contribution to the organization, what is asked of them. And in between all of these dis- different positions is a huge amount of information deficits, missing information, missing information that is too difficult to share through talking or even through meetings, too difficult to share through other avenues of communication. You know, my favorite saying about communication is that the real problem with communication is the illusion that it has happened. The real problem with communication is the illusion that it has happened. And that's what we imagine when we see an organization as arrows pointing in many, many, many different directions. You can also think of this if you have a bunch of plants as plants pointing in different directions. There's no alignment. And what I've discovered over these many, many years of working with visuality and seeing its powerful and positive impact is that visuality is the most efficient means for getting the organization aligned, for getting all of those arrows, the big and the little, the thin and the fat, facing in the same direction, aligned. So that the organization is, if you will, singing from the same song sheet, listening to the same drummer, moving along together. Align. One of the major tools for alignment, and I should say also for deciding. Ah, you know what? I didn't give you the decide tool. Sorry, I got carried away. Let me back up a little bit. I'm going to name two tools that are very, very important for deciding. I backed up. The first tool is what's called the house, similar to the house of Toyota or the house of Virginia Mason Hospital or the Danaher house. Similar to that, I suggest to all leaders that they create a house for themselves. I call it the business systems improvement template, which connects the customer to tools, to methodologies of change, to improvement methodologies. And we'll spend a show walking through that. I'll still be hitting the highlights. It takes three or four hours to present this in 
uh, in great depth, but I'll hit some of the highlights uh, in uh, not too far from today and show you how this tool helps the senior executive decide between this and not that and get a very clear, helps the executive get a very clear picture of his organization, her organization, and of its capabilities. The second tool that is tied very closely to that is what's called the X-type matrix. It's a form of Hoshin Kanri, of the shiny compass. And again, we'll walk through that as well. I've been using this since the day it hit the United States, about 1984-85. It has since then uh, been used wisely, widely, but I think uh, largely misunderstood. I think it's it's been uh, used in a way that is perhaps not as effective as it was designed to do, but nevertheless, it's a powerful tool, and it's a way of organizing your business plan on a single page. I'll explain more, but those are two powerful tools for the executive. They are visual tools. They help the executive decide this and not that. The alignment tool, the third element that I was describing, the alignment tool is what's called the operations roadmap. This is my system. This is what I use. The operations roadmap is a step down of the house that I just mentioned and also of the X-type matrix. And it puts into user-friendly terms what is the corporate intent and what is the piece of contribution for your specific area. What part of the corporate intent are you responsible for? It is usually presented by supervisors, leaders of improvement on the supervisory level, but the impetus or the, what is a good word, the themes, the objectives, the policies, the targets come from the executive level. The supervisor will present it to direct reports but will be inspired, directed, and uh, driven by the corporate construct. I'm going to move on to element number four, fourth of the seven. It is drive. Drive to focus and steer the enterprise into its improved future. To focus and steer the enterprise into its improved future. I hope you notice that all of these elements are very active. Some of them are subtle, but they are still active. So we have lead, decide, align, and now drive. Driving means take responsibility. The executive takes responsibility to make sure that what has been decided, that what has been decided happens. They drive. And the step in the middle, the aligned, is to make sure that the organization is ready to move forward together. My tool of choice for that is the war room. The war room, again, it is a little bit misunderstood by many. The war room isn't just a room where you have schedules and you have problems but it is instead a room where objectives are driven, not just seen, not just scheduled, but we make sure that the resources are applied to unlock the bottlenecks, to make sure that needed 
targets are reached, not at all in a casual way, in a way that only the executive can make happen. The executive will say, this and not that. This is what we need to do right now. And this is where I want maximum resources applied. And I know by making the decision to drive in this way, to apply maximum resources or a chunk of resources to this objective and not that, it may seem as though I'm neglecting the others, but I'm not. This one is mission critical, and I know why. Because I have clarity from the previous visual tools that I've used. I have the roadmap. I have the X-type matrix. I have the business systems improvement template. I know the why. And on the basis of that decision, I drive. So the war room is very, very powerful. And I'm not sure you're going to remember what I'm going to say next about one of the main sub-mechanisms in the uh, war room, but it is stack metrics. It's metrics segmented into cause so that the leader can see what is the genesis or the origins or the causes of the KPIs. He's not just monitoring impact. He's actually diagnosing them by having metrics that are stacked based on cause. We talked a lot about this, pretty much a whole show on this, when we did supervisory improvement in the spring because stack metrics is also a major metric for the shop floor that supervisors are in charge of. If you remember, I made the distinction that KPIs, important as they are, only monitor performance. They do not change performance. In order to change performance, we need metrics that drive us down the causal chain. And by drive, we mean a stack metrics. They drive us down the causal chain. So these stack metrics are a part of the war room. All right. So we have four of the seven elements lead, decide, align, and drive, and we will pick up the other three after our next break and close out the show with those. I hope that you are tracking with this profile and you see the important differences. Okay, so we're going to slide into our break right now. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing 
Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. In sales, are you a lion or a vulture? Lions don't wait. They just go for it. Vultures hang around until the lions are finished and just pick up the scraps. How can you set yourself apart as a lion? Join the other aspiring sales lions and listen to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with host Ty Maynard. You'll learn the tips and strategies of top sales professionals. You'll gain more clients at a faster rate and at higher margins. If you're a sales professional, business owner, or executive, listen in every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790 or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, this is Gwendolyn. Hi, I'm very thrilled. Someone called during the break. They found me here, and they asked a question I'm just going to very quickly answer. Yes, we do do training in visual leadership. It's one of my favorite things to do. We walk supervisors and companies and leaders and executives through this model. We first do an assessment to find out if they're ready because this is the kind of change that actually changes lives, and we want to make sure that there is a good place for it to happen. And so we're a bit bit careful about that. We also have this as on-demand webinars, and that will be available. They'll all be available in about a month, um, maybe five weeks, maybe three weeks. So you could certainly get this information so that it is actionable in your own company. We want that to happen, and we're glad you do too. So just before the break, we were uh, walking through the seven elements. We have three left. We've done lead, decide, align, inspire I'm sorry inspire and drive oh my goodness shame on me I got my inspire before my drive Mm. let me tell you about inspire stimulate an appetite for excellence in behavior and outcome stimulate an appetite for excellence in behavior and outcome so there was something very interesting said by Vance Packard Vance Packard uh Uh, His heyday was in the 1950s, 60s, and 70s. And he was one of the first writers and thinkers who talked about leadership. And he said this. He said, actually, I'm going to misquote him on purpose. Leadership appears to be the art of getting others to do something you are convinced should be done. Leadership appears to be the art of getting others to do something you are convinced should be done. Actually, that's not what he said. What he said, two little words that are different, makes all the difference in the world. He said leadership appears to be the art of getting others to want to do something you are convinced should be done. Do you see that's where the human will is, that will that can get in the way of almost every corporate intent. Leadership appears to be the art of getting others to want to do it. 
Okay, so in order to do that, you can't just decide and drive. You have to really stimulate an appetite for excellence so that people's behaviors will change and therefore the outcome will change. These leaders, if you've met them, these great, gifted, rare leaders that we are trying to emulate and help happen through visual leadership, love to connect. They have a compelling need to connect, to inspire, to lead. How can we turn that into a skill and not a gift? That's the big question. Let's move on to the next. The next after drive is to verify. To verify means to check and confirm the validity of your decisions and the effectiveness of your actions, the actions that you triggered, that you drove. To check and confirm the validity of your decisions and the effectiveness of the action that ensued. This is where metrics come in for the leader, the executive. Metrics give feedback. Have my actions, have what I have mandated been effective? Have they had an impact? Have they been useful? And we will see this again through the war room, major, major device. In doing that, we we build in the feedback loop that every leader needs, needs to find out what's happening in the field, needs to find out if the changes that have been prescribed are effective, and that will help the leader know what to do next, either to apply more resources or to make a mid-course correction in the mandate, in the initiative, or to adopt a new one. We're ready to adopt a new one, whatever it, it is. And that brings us to element number seven, the final element. The final element in the profile for becoming a leader of improvement on the executive level is grow, grow, expand, strengthen, and raise the value of the enterprise now and in the future. That's your responsibility, visual leader of improvement, to expand, strengthen, and raise the value of the enterprise now and in the future. Don't just increase profit, increase profit margin. Don't just increase profit margin, Increase market share. Don't just increase profit margin and market share. Increase public visibility, public responsibility, public service, community service. Grow. Grow as though it is a person growing. Become a higher organization, a more complete organization, a more contributing organization. This can only happen if the leader has envisioned it and has made it actionable through visuality is my contention. So those are the seven leadership elements for the executive function. And when we contrast them, and I just want to give this to you um, as we're saying goodbye, we contrast them to the functionality or the profile for our supervisors, let me remind you how they work together. So in the leadership profile, we have lead, 
decide, align, inspire, drive, verify, grow. For the leader of improvement on the executive function, on the executive level, for the supervisor, and this includes managers, it is the center of it is improve. That is the heart of the matter for the supervisor. You are responsible for the improvement of your area. That is the heart of it. For the executive is lead. You are responsible to lead your organization. The supervisor is responsible for improving. And the supervisor goes on. Number one, improve, stabilize, measure, target, carry out, coach, and model. Remember that from last spring? You can go back to those shows. So that's the contrast. And between the two, we have an enormous sea change. A sea change, a revolution in the company. It will appear to be evolutionary because it is stepwise. It is sequential. It is incremental. It is systematic. But what happens after a certain point is reached, the whole effort tips. It jumps. It becomes not just a professional change, but a strategic change for the company. You change and everything changes. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. The next time we meet, I want to talk about executives that are out of sync and what that means what the traditional executive um, is focused on, just a little bit so that you can really appreciate the level of this change. But what we know is that natural leaders are rare. It is rare to find compelling natural leaders in any field, regardless of the industry, regardless of the venue. Executives. And to make a compelling executives who lead, to make a compelling leadership contribution to the enterprise, you need to do more than just chase down information more effectively or monitor KPIs more closely or ask for more KPIs or submit or write reports or show up or lead meetings. You need to really change your job description and in the process you need to change yourself. And how are you going to do that? Visuality offers us a way. Visuality structures in that intention, structures in that problem solving, I'm sorry, that information sharing. And in doing that allows us to do this very wonderful thing called getting control of our corner of the world. When we get that control, we release a little bit of margin inside of ourselves. And what happens is that we shift. We shift we begin to grow as a person, we become more effective, we use these tools that both have liberated us and we use them to go more deeply into serving the company. So fire the boss that you are and hire a new one. Transform your identity and let this identity slowly shift into the way that you have always wanted to perform, always wanted to contribute as the leader of your company. I just met a gentleman uh, yesterday, someone closely associated with the plant that I'm at right now, who said, I used to be the kind of leader that I I never wanted to be. And I was that leader for 18 years. 
18 years and then something changed and now I'm the person I want to be and the leader I want to be and of course he's committed to empowerment he's committed to excellence and he's inspirational and such a nice guy such a nice guy his first name is Kendall that's all I'm going to say so I want to thank you very much for tuning in I had a wonderful time with you today I hope this model is helping you think and I look forward to the next time we meet together this is Gwendolyn Galsworth and I'm signing off we appreciate your joining us this week for the visual workplace work that makes sense please tune in for another episode next thursday at 1 p.m eastern time 10 a.m pacific featuring your host dr gwendolyn galsworth on the voice america business channel thanks again for listening 